over the years, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of retirees and pre-retirees about their goals, their aspirations, and the things they want to do with their money. I've yet to hear one person say, Jim, I want all of my money to go to the nursing home or the government. Long-term care planning, folks, that's what we're talking about today. I'm Jim Martin, the retirement planning guy, and this is my podcast. I hope you're going to enjoy this. I think this is a great topic, and let's learn together. I've gotten this question hundreds of times over the years. How do I address long-term care? So we're going to dive deep into that so you can know what your options are and how do you make the best decision. But before we get started, let's talk about disclosures because our attorneys would like us to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. We're just here to have fun, to talk about some really good stuff. And while I am an expert and I study this stuff, I don't know you and you don't know me necessarily. And because of that, you shouldn't take anything that we talk about on here and act upon it without first consulting with an accountant, a CPA, or a financial advisor. So remember, this show is for informational purposes only, but more than anything, thanks for listening. We're talking today about long-term care planning. You know, it's kind of this thing that it's just a nasty word. (laughs) Who wants to go to a nursing home? Can you imagine? It just sounds like a really awful thing. It's one of these things people just hate planning for. And they hate planning for it for a variety of reasons. But primarily because, you know, after you get to retirement, the thing you don't want to think about is what happens if you end up in a nursing home. And, you know, over the years, I've heard of a lot of plans. Um, I've heard of the uh, take me out in the backyard and shoot me plan. So I've sat down with couples before and I've asked them, you know, what's your long-term care plan? What do, what do you try? How, how are you going to plan for this? You've You've saved a lot of money and... Um, that money would be at risk if you had a long-term care event. What's your plan around this? And, uh, you know, I always get kind of a wink, but a serious answer to say, you know, Jim, our plan is if something happens, um, one of us is going to knock the other off. (laughs) And I just chuckle at that because that's a pretty common one, actually. But the reality, I think, is, is a we don't have a lot of like 70-year-olds going to jail for murder. So I don't think this actually happens as much as people try to act as though that's their plan and it's going to happen. So I would just say that's maybe not a great plan. But it is something that people have to think about. They have to think about what happens if they went to nursing home. And by the way, the reason it doesn't happen is by the time you are at the point where you need to think about knocking yourself off. You've probably forgotten that you've made that agreement with yourself because you probably have Alzheimer's or dementia. Here's the thing around long-term care planning that I think is um, is really unique. Um, I don't have this specific study in front of me, so if I uh, if I butcher the numbers, just you know, give me a little give me a little leeway here. But the AARP came out with a study that I read years ago where they talked about the percentage of people that are going to need some kind of assistance in a long-term care facility. And, and that number was over 40%. So that, that's a huge number when you think about relative to if there's 10 retirees sitting in a room and that, that number actually holds true, it's over 40%. You're talking four out of 10, maybe five out of 10 people that are going to end up in some kind of long-term care facility. And if you think about what that means and how that will impact your checkbook, it's a really big number. And it's a really big number because I think we're all, I think we can all admit that uh, long-term care 
nursing home, skilled nursing, uh, skilled care. It's really expensive, like astronomically expensive. And you probably know somebody that's been in a nursing home or is in a nursing home, and you know the cost and what that can do to a portfolio and what that can do to somebody's livelihood. Because chances are you didn't work your whole life just to give it to a nursing home. And that's why long-term care planning, I think, is so important. So we're going to go through the top ways that you can prepare for long-term care planning and some things you can do now to make sure you're on the right track. So let's start with who needs long-term care a long-term care plan. Well, probably everybody, but mostly people with money. If you don't have any money, so let's imagine you're impoverished and you're in poverty, you don't need long-term care insurance. You don't need a long-term care plan. You don't need a life insurance plan. You don't need anything like that. The biggest reason is because Medicaid will actually pick up and pay for your long-term care. But don't think that Medicare will. That's one of the myths that exist in this space. Medicare does not pay for long-term care. Medicaid does. In order to get Medicaid, you need to become impoverished. And every state is different. So their qualifications are different. So I'm not going to get into a state-by-state basis because we're a show that's downloaded in a variety of different states. But check with your state and understand what those rules are. And and then you'll understand exactly what we're talking about when we think about long-term care insurance. And then, or I'm sorry, the nursing home and when does Medicaid pay for it and what do you have to do? Now, in my state, it's like, look, you've got to have like $2,000. That's all, you, that's all you're That's all you allowed to have. So you can spend, you have to spend down, it's called the spend down. You have to spend down all of the money you have, all of it, and you're left with $2,000. And then, and then, oh, Uncle Sam will step in and graciously pay for your nursing home. It doesn't sound... Well, it doesn't sound really fair, but that's how it works. So a lot of people do get confused and they think Medicare pays for long-term care insurance, but it does not. Uh, Only Medicaid, and again, you have to become impoverished for that to happen. All right, let's talk about the first way that you can pay for a long-term care. Uh, Number one, I think it's self-funding. So maybe you are filthy rich and you've saved a lot of money. You can take that money and save that. Or and maybe put it in a separate pot, pot or a separate investment or just have so much that you don't worry about it and you can self-fund it. Now, self-funding also means you take all of the risk, right? Like if you go into the nursing home and it costs $65,000 a year and you're in there for 10 years, you're going to take all of the financial risk on that. The insurance companies or anybody else will have no financial risk. It will 100% be on your shoulders. Now, I don't have a recommendation of this, but I'll tell you that if you are very wealthy, you can probably afford to self-fund it. Like th- There's no reason for you necessarily to have insurance on that. It's like if you're worth $10 million, $10 million and you own a $100,000 car. I know you legally have to have car insurance, but as a percentage of your overall net worth, you're not as concerned about the loss of that vehicle because it's such a small impact. If you're really, really wealthy, a long-term care visit, while terrible and nobody wants it, you can financially swing that most of the time. But anybody that's probably within, you know, I don't know, 250000 to let's say $5 million in, in uh, investments probably does want to consider it. So they're probably not a great candidate for the self-insured. 
Now, you have to make that decision on your own, and you do that through a variety of ways. First off, you're going to take a look at what's your family history. So how, you know, how how long has your mom and dad lived? Did they any and did anybody have Alzheimer's? Did anybody have dementia? Did anybody have mobility issues? You're going to take a hard look at all of those different factors when making a determination on long-term care insurance because that's going to give you or self is self-insuring yourself because that's going to give you a determination if you need to do it. Now the next option that's out there after we figured out should, are we a good candidate for self-insurance and if not should we do it? The criteria then goes into, okay, now I feel like I probably need care, and because I probably need care, I need to address it somehow, some way. And hold on, let me pause here for a second, because most men say, oh, I don't need it. If I'm married, I don't need it, because my wife's going to take really good care of me. And that's probably the truth. Like, you know, women live longer than guys. There's no doubt about that, statistically speaking. And chances are, if you're married and you're you're a male and you're older than your spouse, chances are you're going to go to the nursing home. Well, probably not, because guess what? Your wife's going to take care of you and delay your stay. But by the time you pass away, she's going to be tired. <laughs> and because she's tired, she's probably not going to have anybody to take care of her outside of your kids and you might not want to be a burden to them. So women, I think, need long-term care insurance, if not the same amount as men, probably more so, because they live longer. And ultimately, when the, their husband passes away, statistically speaking, they tend to be on their own, so they probably need care. So, all right, so I, I don't know why I wanted to throw that little add-on in, but I was it was top of mind, and I didn't have that on my notes and wanted to bring that out. All right, so... you. Number one way you can pay for long-term care insurance, you can self-insure. Just pay it out of your pocket and go for it. Take the risk and say, you know what? And because they've had cost overruns, ultimately they went to the insurance commissioners of the states and asked it to raise the rates. So you have seen a lot of these insurance contracts for long-term care, the rates go up. So those are the cons on it. The cons are, you might pay into it forever, right, and, and and never use it. I think that's a plus. You know, if you did that for life insurance, it meant you live, for, live forever. Um, and the other one is they might raise their premiums, so you have to be really careful around that. There's some other things to know. They generally have, um, they have term limits, so they're going to be for two years or three years or four years or five years. Uh, they're going to have how much they pay out of pocket. Uh, they're going to have deductibles. Um, deductibles are uh, how long it takes, so they're not going to pay your pay it for 90 days or 180 days. So there's a lot of different, and they call these different things inside of the products, but there's just a lot of different features in there you need to be aware of. Make sure if you're going to get a long-term care policy, you really compare this apples to apples with other carriers. So if you've got a John, I don't even think John Hancock underwrites long-term care insurance anymore, but let's imagine you got a John Hancock long-term care policy. you got a quote from Fred down the street. Um, make sure you go out and get a Transamerica and Mutual of Omaha quote as well, apples to apples, uh, so you can take a look at that. And the deductible, that's called an elimination period. I don't know why that number or that name lost my mind, but the elimination period is sort of like a deductible. It's how many days you go and pay on your own before you get there. So... I like traditional long-term care insurance policies if you can afford them. They're monthly payments or annual payments or semi-annual, and they'll go on for a long, long time. You can do shorter pays, but it's just the way to get it done. 
here's another idea or another option to do this that um, some people like. There's a lot of life insurance products that are out there. And these life insurance products, they're, they're called, the insurance people always have these, these great names, but I'm just going to call them a hybrid plan. And I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a made up word or not. Remember, this is for entertainment only. But um, the hybrid plan, what that is, is it takes it takes life insurance and it puts on a like a, a long term care rider on top of it. And what that means is you can access some of the death benefit early. So let's imagine you bought a $200,000 life insurance policy, right? You went out and bought a permanent life insurance policy. It was $200,000. And then you had a long-term care event. You can access that death benefit prior to death and utilize that for long-term care expenses. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, the other thing is, well, none of us are going to get out of this alive. We all know that. So let's imagine you never went to a nursing home. So you never went to a nursing home, well, you still have the death benefit. So the reason people like these is because ultimately you can um, you can have more coverage, potentially, if you pay more. Um, you have, you, you, somebody's going to get paid no matter what. So again, we're all going to die. So whether you go to a nursing home or need long-term care coverage, and let's, I, I say nursing home a lot, but that could also mean home health coverage, by the way. That could mean having a skilled nurse come in and and help you out and keep you keep you in your home as long as possible. So a lot of these insurance products have that feature built into the chassis. Uh, but a lot of people do like the hybrid plans for that very simple reason that somebody somewhere is going to get paid. Now, these two these two things are what we call underwriting. They're underwritten very differently. Now, a long term care policy they underwrite that differently than a life insurance policy. What does it underwriting is where you go through the process and you take a medical exam and then the insurance company scores out and tells you if, you know, you're an acceptable risk and they're going to give you insurance or not. So, a long-term care policy, they don't want you to die ever, right? Like they want you to live forever and ever and ever. And but but by Let me back up. The long-term care policies actually want you to die though. But when they when you're living, they want you to live well, right? Like they don't care if like you get the long-term care policy and six years from now you die. They just don't want you to become immobilized or you lose your mind or all these other things. So understand that long-term care policies, like if you're walking with a cane or you have some memory issues, they might not like that very much. Whereas a regular life insurance, life insurance policies just want to make sure you're in great health. They don't really care. Well, I'm sure they care. I'm not saying they don't care because underwriters and state guidelines are probably different. But they're less concerned about your mental faculties, whereas a traditional long-term care policy is very concerned about that. They're very concerned if you walk with a limp or have mobility issues or things like that. So just understand that the, the underwriting is different for each one. The, the best thing to do here is really get an analysis on the options and then just weigh what a traditional plan would look like and then what a hybrid plan would look like and see what makes the most sense for you. Uh, because ultimately, when you're talking about that, you just have to make a decision based upon the facts that you think are going to give you the best outcome. Now, the third option, and this is a not my favorite option, but it is an option that exists um, that you could consider. And remember, there's four options. The first one is just do it on your own. And then the other ones are insurance company options. So the, the third insurance company option are a lot of annuities have what's called long-term care benefits or riders hitched into them. 
Now, they're not all created equal, but you can get an annuity with your investments, and it could have some long-term care benefits. Now, why people like these a lot, there's no underwriting with an annuity. Well, there's suitability and some other things you have to go through, but they're not going to ever come out and make you pee in a cup or draw your blood or anything like that. But you're going to get the worst leverage. So the leverage inside of an annuity is not very good. And when we talk about leverage, this is what this means. Life insurance is an interesting game. And here's what I mean by leverage. If you give the life insurance company a dollar, how much death benefit do they give you? Do they give you $2 or $3? You know, you want to choose the company that would give you the best leverage. So if I gave one company a dollar and they gave me $2 of insurance and the other company they gave me $3, I want to choose the one that gave me 3 So insurance is all about leverage. You don't get great leverage inside of an annuity because it's not designed for that. That's just an add-on, which is generally a selling feature, which can be very powerful, but it should not be the cornerstone if you can get long-term care insurance. If you can, it can be it can be something's better than nothing is one of the is one of the choices. But those are the options. So let's just kind of recap those because I think this is really important. And and I, I do think there's just a couple things to 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 highlight on why this is such a thing big thing for most retirees and why you you really want to check this off your list is long-term care, if you have enough money, chances are you're not going to need long-term care insurance. But if you're anywhere from 250 to $5 million in assets, and that number varies depending upon what your assets are in and how much liquidity you have. So understand, this is, this is not a hard and fast rule as much as just a suggested guideline, is that you might want to consider long-term care insurance. And remember, outside of option one, your three options are you can purchase a traditional long-term care policy, but understand, just understand the, the bells and whistles in there. The option number two in there is what's called a hybrid plan, and a hybrid plan is where you take long-term care insurance, just traditional long-term care insurance, and you hitch that into life insurance. And I know life insurance has like a really negative connotation to a lot of people. So I like I know this topic is like one of these things where people cringe hearing it a lot of times, but it's probably again something you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to just swallow your swallow that for a second and just address it. And even if you don't do anything, at least you thought about it. That's the important part. And then finally, the last option would be an annuity with a long term care benefit that's hitched onto it. Again, you don't get the best leverage in there, but it is an option and it should be considered as you think about it. All of this rolls into a really good retirement plan. Long-term care doesn't exist on its own. It's part of a it's part of an overall retirement plan. So don't act without taking a look at every other component of your retirement. You certainly don't want to all of a sudden go out and get a $5,000 annual bill for life insurance and have that ruin your quality of life and not have enough money to, to do things. So understand when we plan well and we retire awesome, what we're trying to do is find some middle ground here, some compromise. And one of the, one of the really cool ways to do that is to take a challenge we've put together. It's out on our website retirementplanningguy.com. You can download our retirement challenge. And our retirement challenge is, I think it's really cool. It brings you through like 30 different steps and you just check mark this, guys. This is not like a complicated thing. So you go out and you check mark it and you see if you're on the right track or not. And if you're not on the right track, make some make some changes and get on the right track. You can, again, get that on our website at retirementplanningguy.com. 
look, if you like the show and you think it added some value to your life, we would appreciate a great review. If you think we stink, don't leave us a bad review. Just send me an email and say, hey, dude, you're terrible. I'll cry, but at least other people won't have to read the negativity. But more than anything, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope it added value to your life. Remember, plan well, retire awesome. This is the Retirement Planning Guy, and we'll be back next week.